0: Hello, and welcome back to Truck Talk, the show about launching, building, and hopefully successfully exiting a small business. I'm your host, David Shaughnessy, and I run a local pool service company here in Sacramento, California. Uh, Today, I wanna talk about um, mistakes, mistakes that I've made, um, specifically with one uh, situation that I I just finished up dealing with, and, uh, you know, kinda just dive into it. So, um, the mistake that I made Uh, was that I, early on in this growth season, um, I was very, very hungry for for new business. And I really just wanted to get some momentum. And so I was kind of just saying yes to things without really thinking about uh, what I was saying yes to. And it was mainly because I have never kind of, excuse me, I've never kind of grown on my own with my own marketing and my own sourcing of leads and all that stuff. And it was very, very early. And this was like one of the first Uh, one of the first, uh, customers that I got this year from my own sort of personal growth, uh, it was actually a referral, but you know, it was at that time where we just kind of blew up, uh, from marketing and referrals. Um, it was very early on. It was back in, I think April, uh, is when we picked this, this customer up. So, um this customer has an infinity pool so or uh, an infinity ledge honestly I don't really know what they're they're called but um, basically it's the the kind of pool that looks like it goes off into the horizon and then there's really a a waterfall and a a catch basin at the bottom Um, and then with theirs they have a pump and filter at the bottom um, as well as their main pump and main filter Um, and for those of you who don't know, the filter, the pump pumps the water, It moves the water around. The filter cleans the water, right? It, it filters out debris. Um, and they have two. So you normally you only have one for a regular pool. Your average pool is going to have one big filter. Sometimes you get like little energy filters. Sometimes you get, you know, maybe one-offs. But like for the most part, you really only have one filter. And um, at the time they were signing up for our semi-full service, and at that time we were still offering free filter cleans. Uh, two free filter cleans a year uh, for uh, semi-full service customers. We no longer do that uh, because, frankly, filter cleans happen twice a year, on average, right? And um, you know, when you're paying your monthly uh, fee, your monthly fee is for weekly service, so weekly cleaning and maintenance. Um, cleaning a filter is not a weekly task, right? Checking pressure is a weekly task, but cleaning the filter is not a weekly task. And so we've changed our um, our offering uh, to not really include that unless you're on full service. And frankly, you know, I, I don't think it's gonna last for very much longer on full service either because it's just not part of weekly service. That's, you know, the service that you pay for on a monthly basis and we show up for on a weekly basis, that is weekly. Um, and so it just, you know, I, I am, this, you know, now that we're kind of past the growth season, now that we're kind of past the on season, the peak of the of the, the, the summer season, which is the busiest time of year for us in the pool industry, um, I'm really starting to understand that uh, as I grow, I have to be really, really careful about what I offer, um, you know, at, for costs like what I charge for and what I don't charge for, more importantly, more, most importantly, what I don't charge for. And uh, and the reason is, is because when I'm, you know, when you're just getting started, and, and when I was just starting out, when I was really small, I had, you know, 100 customers or less, you know, it was it was up to me and only me. I didn't have employees. I didn't really, you know, I had an accountant doing our taxes, but they didn't really do any balancing of the books. You didn't need to do uh, too much heavy lifting with balancing the books. They, you know, I didn't have a contractor at the time. I was still doing all of my repairs myself. Um, you know, I didn't have. Uh, all of these expenses that come when you grow, when you when you you know, I only had one truck, right? So like a lot of things I could kind of kind of just stomach and do for free, uh, because also it was just my time, and I was so determined to to grow this business and build this. In a way, uh, or just build this thing up and survive. Most importantly, because um, for those of you who don't know, I I've failed a lot before this one. You know, I've I've tried a lot of different businesses and a lot, I've had a lot of failures in the past. And so my main goal, once this thing actually was, you know, showing that it was going to work out, um, my main goal was to keep that going and keep surviving and keep building this thing to, to be what it is today and hopefully better what it is than what it is today later on. Um, and so I was. Getting away a lot of stuff for free. I was sometimes even, like, comping parts uh, just because I wanted to keep customers super, super happy with me um, and, uh, like, to, just to to a fault, right? Um, I, I don't necessarily think I'd, I made the, uh, a bad decision doing those things. I was just very inexperienced, and I didn't, like, know... My value. I didn't know my true value yet. I didn't know the true value of my company, nor nor did I know the value that I personally bring uh, to this company and to this to this service. So um, I didn't understand that. I didn't understand the expenses of this business. I didn't understand. There's a lot I didn't know year one, like a ton. Um, I, I was just all over the place just trying to grind and, and build and grind and build and grind and build. And honestly, I the main my main concern was getting better at the job. Because uh, I didn't know anything about how to do this when I first started. I learned on the job. Um, so uh, I, that's kind of my background. My background is to just sort of kind of bend over backwards for my customers. And, um, you know, I just... And in a way... I still do that. I do it to a much lesser extent. But going back to the filter cleaning, um, you know, portion of our service that services that we offer. Once again, you know, that these aren't weekly service items, and yet we were roping them in, you know, lumping them into our weekly service packages, um, which is just you know, it, it takes an hour to do a filter. I was just at that pool for a, a, over an hour doing this filter because it was in a really weird spot. There was a ton of spiders, specifically a brown recluse that I tried to smush three times. It evaded me three times and came back three times. Uh, Not cool at all uh, to be fighting one of those things. And I sure enough, I for sure got bit by other spiders. It was like a cobweb Mecca, this filter, and it was in a bush. Like it was, uh, they did not, they have not trimmed back their bush. Uh, So I couldn't even properly do it where I actually drain out the water. I had to um, basically lower the water enough so that I could get the top of it off. But it was an old Purex, um, so, you know, single, uh, single cartridge tower. So, I mean, you just, you, you pop the top off and you just pull all the fillers Not like, I'm not trying to make it seem like it was that hard, but it was an hour long process. And on average, it takes anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour to do. And when, and so what I'm saying is when I used to do these for free, it was me doing them for free. But the reality is, is I have an employee doing this stuff now, uh, as well. And I'm trying to get to a second employee, um, so that I'm actually no longer doing these things myself. I'm having my employees do these things. And, uh, you know, what What it kind of boils down to is, uh, you know, I have to pay someone to do this now. And so I can't really offer it for free because whenever I, I do these filters, which we do twice a year, um, for most of our customers, we do it twice a year. On those two times, those two months of the year that we do it, we end up breaking even or not making money on the pool. I justify it, but, you know, I've, I've justified it this whole time by saying, you know, well, well, 10 months out of the year, we're profitable, two months is fine. Um, we can just kind of stomach the cost. But but the, the other side of that is I don't have to, right? You, you don't have to stomach the cost. It, it's up to me as the as the leader of this company to set that as a as, a, as something that we don't do, uh, because there's been plenty of people who sign up and understand that if they want me to f- clean their filter. Um, uh, that they're going to have to pay. And maybe I should back up and just sort of clarify that. Like, I don't have to because I've tested. Um, I've tested this with customers, existing customers and new customers, and people are happy to pay for the filter cleans because when you break it down to them and you just explain, like, you know, your, your monthly fee is for weekly service, any kind of one-off things like filter cleans or, or one-off repairs, you have to pay for. Um, and people are like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. You know, like, all you have to do is just sort of, like, explain that and they totally make sense. Um, so, uh yeah, so that was a mis- So getting back into what, what I wanted to talk about, my mistake, right? So uh, my mistake. I, it was early in the growth season. You know, um, for those of you who don't know, I purchased a book of business. I purchased what is known as a route. Um, I purchased a few of them. Year one, that was the main way that I grew. I did grow a little bit from word of mouth. Uh, but I did no advertising spend, no dollar spent on advertising. And I I just wanted to buy up my book of business because it was so straightforward and I was getting great deals. You know, when you go through a broker, you're gonna end up spending anywhere from 12 to 14 times uh, the monthly recurring revenue um and but you know after i did a couple of broker after i did a brokerage deal i ended up meeting a lot of pool guys and you know getting to know a lot of people and, and ended up uh purchasing from the the original person i purchased from and i also picked up a route from another um seasoned veteran a very very large company here in uh, sacramento and it was a great deal and um, he's a great guy and you know we they basically gave me a much better deal uh, than that so um, I was purchasing a lot of customers and so this year my main goal all year and, and if you listen to the, the podcast back in April like I talk about it a lot my main goal was to learn how to grow on my own because I knew that even though I was getting deals as good as five times and even four times instead of 12 to 14 times uh, the monthly revenue for, for these deals, um, that, that I knew that, you know, that was very dependent on someone else, number one, being willing to sell me, Number two, I didn't get to set the stakes. You know, I don't get to set the service agreement when I purchase someone else's route. I have to honor their agreement at least for one year, in my opinion. And, you know, I don't have to. Nobody has to do anything, right? But, like, if you wanna keep your customers happy, you honor the agreement and give them at least a year so they can see that you're a good, um, you know, your your company is solid uh, and that they're gonna be happy with your, your pool service and or, or happy with their new service. And then you can kind of start, sort of start saying things like, well, you know, typically we, we only do this, this, and this, or, or oh, here's our here's how we're gonna to have to move your, your plan. to Whatever you wanna do, you raise rates, or, or you can even keep it, whatever the case is. But I knew that if I wanted to start dictating the service agreements, I would have to find my own Customers, right, and that, and it's—I sh- I had a hunch that it was going to be cheaper, or at at the very least, I was hoping it would be the same break-even um, cost for per—you know—cost per acquisition, right? Uh, turns out I was right on on both both accounts. It is far cheaper to uh, grow via your own uh, marketing um, and advertising. You know, we were picking up customers um, for you know maybe forty dollars of ad spend for per customer, and you know making that back month one. In profit and and then some in cash flowing month one. So. Really, really good decision, but that's the landscape in which this mistake that I wanna talk about uh, happened. So it was very early on, it was back in April, we had just started like really cranking on the marketing dollars, really cranking on the ad spend. I had redone the website, um, got our messaging down. I was heavy, heavily using Instagram. We were printing out flyers, I was door hanging. You know, we were really, really going after it. I was hungry to learn how to grow my own business instead of being reliant on existing businesses helping me grow, right? Um, so I was I was grinding I was I was pounding the pavement I was I was doing everything right um, and eventually the, the leads started to come in and this this uh, customer was one of those leads now the pool like I said in the beginning it has two filters um, now with semi full service at the time the package included two service uh, two filter cleans per year and anything after that um, you know would be we would bill them thirty five dollars right but I didn't say the $35 part because I was just, you know, excited to, to be quoting a pool. Uh, and, um, as I was, we were talking about, you know, what they were going to get the service, you know, the services that they were going to get, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, the the filter cleaning came up and they said, well, you know, I see that you only do uh, twice a year filter cleans, but we have a small filter and, um, you know, we would, we want it serviced every quarter because that's what we expect. And that's, you know, what our previous companies have always done, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, it's important to keep this very clean. And and they're right. It is important to keep filters clean. uh, But again, I didn't know at the time, or I didn't fully internalize and really appreciate the importance, uh, of standing your ground on your pricing and being compensated for the work that you do, the work that your company offers, the services that you offer, you have to be compensated for it. And they, so they asked me like, we are really interested, but we need the filter cleaned, uh, once a quarter, not once every six months. And so I said, okay, you know what? I'm, the pool seems really easy, and it is a very easy pool. Um, it's semi-full service, so I'm not even netting. Um, so I said, okay, you know, that's, that's okay. It's not really what we do, but uh, we'll, we'll, I'll just make a note. It's easy enough. I'll be doing your pool for the most part uh, until I get another employee anyway. So it's not the end of the world. I'll do your pool four times. Or excuse me, I'll do the, the, the filter four times. Anyway, so later on they set me a date, which is again another thing that uh, is a no-no um, nowadays uh, for me because I've learned these these from these lessons from these mistakes that I've made. But they set me a date uh, for when I was expected to do the filter. But the reality is, is that it needs to be the other way around. You will go onto our calendar and we will do the filter on our schedule because we you are one of 150 customers. Like we have to make sure everyone's filter gets done. Um, so like you specifically having a date that you want me to do it on it just doesn't work. Um, um, it doesn't work when you when you're as large as I am, and I'm not even that big. And it especially does not work when we get to be mo- you know multiple technician trucks in the field. So. Uh, I just agreed and we went along and that was uh, a quarter ago basically that was three months ago and so sure enough um, last week was the week that they had requested or two weeks ago was actually the week they requested me to do their filter but my truck broke down and so I, I was able to do their pool but it was like at six o'clock in the evening and I think they understood I, I let them know why I was so late and you know they didn't they didn't push the envelope which was very nice um, very understanding I was like okay great. Um, and so the next week I showed up, I cleaned the filter, I do the service and I'm leaving and the customer comes out and he says, Hey, what about this other filter down here? And I go, Oh, that's a problem. And, um, you know, I'm proud of myself because, uh, I'm, well, let me back up. I'm upset with myself because I didn't think about this. I didn't think about when I said I was going to do their filter. I was thinking their regular stuff. Wow. that. Their car almost hit me. Uh, Really smooth move there, big guy. Truck talk! Okay, so I was thinking that the time when I agreed to clean the filters four times a year, I was agreeing to basically give them two extras uh, a year. I was not thinking about the fact that they have two filters. Two freaking filters, two pumps with two filters attached to them, right? I was not thinking about that at all. And so what I realized at that moment while I was cleaning their filter, I knew that they were gonna bring up that second one and I was like, uh-oh, I'm in trouble here. I don't know what to do here. And so luckily I was thinking about it basically the whole time, but um, so I kind of knew what I was going to do and I'm proud of the decision that I made um, and I'm probably gonna lose the customer of it uh, over it. But um, what, uh, what I was thinking the whole time is like, crap, I didn't just promise to do four filter cleans a year. I promised to do eight filter cleans a year, which means eight months out of the 12 months in a year, I was not going to turn a profit on this customer. Let me say that again. Because I didn't realize there were two filters to be done, and each filter takes about an hour of time, which means if I or my employee does that filter in a month for that month, we do not turn a profit because we spend too much money on labor. And yes, I have a paycheck. I take a paycheck from my company. So I am part of that labor, right? And so we will not what I what that ends up translating to is for eight months out of the year, we will not be profitable on this pool. So the answer is no way, mistake or not. I can't do that. Like I just, I'm not going to. That's that. Uh, no, I'm not going to take a loss for the entire year of work. That's not even to mention. Sometimes pools are misbehave, and you have to dunk a lot of chemicals in pools. And so you know, basically, what we're saying is there's a good chance that for an entire year of work, we don't make any money on this pool not going to happen. I have way too many things to do. I have way too many customers to service. And if I'm not making a profit on a pool, there's no way in hell that I can justify doing it. But my dilemma was, I misunderstood I misunderstood their expectations. I misunderstood the scope of work. And I, insert foot and in mouth, I made a promise that I couldn't keep. And um, I'm normally, I am very careful about making promises that I can't keep. Because that's your reputation. Right? Your word is your bond. And, uh, but this one, we just couldn't do it. We just, it's just too much. It's too unacceptable. You know, if it was like, hey, you're gonna basically lose five months, um, I was basically ready for four months out of the year. We were kind of just gonna break even and we would just sort of make it up and then maybe I would renegotiate later or whatever. Um, I don't really know what I was thinking because clearly I wasn't. Um, but I made it, this was a big mistake for one customer. This was a big, big deal because that means I would never be able to offload this on another, uh, on one of my pool technicians. I would be on the hook to be in the route doing this pool every single week and there was nothing I could do about it. Um, so I I just apologized. That's what I decided to do. When he asked me about that filter, I said, yes, I have been thinking about this. Um, here's the deal, I, met, I made a mistake. I owned up to it, I said, I apologize. Uh, when we were discussing your your plan, uh, when you asked me for two extra filter cleans, I was only thinking about normally the fil- the main filter for your main for your pool. I was not thinking about the catch basin filter, and uh, because of that, I agreed. Yes, I agreed to clean out your filter once a quarter, um, but I I was not I w- just frankly I just wasn't thinking. I made a mistake. I was not thinking about the secondary filter. But I want to explain to you why I can't do this. I can't do this, and I I want i walked them through it i you know and of course they're not happy um but i walked them through it i, I explained normally for semi-full service uh we offer uh you know at the time when you signing up our our package for semi-full service was uh, two filter cleans per year. Um, and, and that, that was how it was you know it is. I wanted your business uh, very badly and so when you asked me for four times a year to clean the filters, uh, the filter cartridges, uh, I, I just obliged. I just said yes but I didn't think that the um, I didn't think about the fact that you actually have two filter tanks that you need me to br- set, you know break down, break open, pull out the cartridges and, and wash out those cartridges and put it all back together. Uh, and of course his answer was like, well, it's only one cartridge in this one. And that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. It still took me an hour to do. Uh, it, you know, the, the, I have tools to make it so that the actual cleaning of the cartridges is actually the fastest part of it. It's the it's the, um, it's the draining of the filter. It's the breaking it open. It's putting it back together. Um, there's things that come up. Every time you put back a, a filter, there's, there's a chance that it, it doesn't actually go back and you have to sit there and kind of jimmy it. And sometimes you have to replace O-rings. Like there's a lot that goes into it. Um, you know it's not, I don't want to make it sound like it's rocket science it's taking care of people's pools but like it's it's not as simple as just like pull it out like lift it open you know pop out the cartridge put it back in and you know you're good to go like it, there's there's a, a it's a skill that you need to develop and um you know not all filters are the same some filters with old they just misbehave right oh, pardon me I had to get a little uh, water there um and so I explained to him, you know, like when I said, yes, I was thinking I was going to basically just be giving you uh, two extra filter cleans a year, but what you're asking me to do and what I didn't realize you were asking me to do. And I, that's my, you know, again, I apologize. That was me misunderstanding. Um, you were asking me to, instead of giving you two free filter cleans per year, you're asking me to give you eight free filter cleans a year. And I just cannot do that. I just can't. I won't make any money doing your pool. And I'm sorry, I have to be paid to do this work. Um, and he was very upset and he said, well, we'll think about it. And I said, listen, uh, next week when I come back, I didn't realize what I was getting myself into. Again, I apologize. Next week when I come back, I'll do this other filter on the house. But moving forward, uh, I will only be able to honor the original four that I anticipated. Um, out, anything outside of that, I have to charge you our standard rate, which is $35 for a filter clean, which, by the way, is now 50 But I was trying to, you know, I was trying to make Pete. I was trying to, you know make it work, which again, is probably a mistake. Um, now looking back on that. Um, but in the heat of the moment, that was the decision I made. I made the best decision I possibly could uh, given the circumstance. And you know, I, I'm, I'm okay with my decision. I'm, I'm not happy that I messed up, but you know what? Here's the thing. People mess up. I mess up. Everyone messes up you know, I do my best to make sure that my word is my bond. And as soon as I realize that I could not keep this promise, I at, at the very least, I'm going to own up to it. I'm going to be forward with you. I'm going to be direct. I'm going to apologize, but I, I'm going to be very, very uh, clear about, about it. Um, you know, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm not going to be passive aggressive. I'm not going to let you know grudges be be built and stuff like that. I'm not going to do a bad job. I'm just going to tell you the reality of the situation was I messed up. I misunderstood what we were, you know, what we were agreeing on. But there's no way in heck that I can do this. There's, you know, we don't have contracts with people. Um, but you know, uh, I just, I, I, I was just basically, I just, like I said, I explained it, and I hope that they could understand it. Um, and um, yeah, and that was that was that. So that was my big mistake was. And, and, and there's a lot of things that I, I'm taking away from this, but I want to finish what, you know, how this ends, right? Um, I messed up. This was my fault, right? Uh, there, there's no two ways about it. This was my fault. I did mess up. I did make a promise that I could not keep, and that is not a good feeling because um, I pride myself on, on keeping all my promises, but... I, I can't show. Shul- I can't pay someone a, for a full year's worth of work. I can't be paying to do your pool for a year. I just can't. It's. It's. I don't think anybody can really fault me for that. I do fault myself very much, though, so for misunderstanding what I was agreeing uh, to, and that is one takeaway. Be very careful. I'm going to be much more careful about what we agree on. But the the other takeaway from this is, I got to stop giving stuff away. If like our service offering is our service offering, if if it works for you and you want our service, um, you'll sign up. If you don't, you won't. And if no one signs up, that means that I need to go back to the drawing board and think of a different service offering, right? And that's that's just that. If I if I can't figure out a way to get people to sign up, then that's my fault. But people sign up with us all the time, and so our service offering is fine. And so if these people wanted something extra, they would have to pay. You have to pay for the services rendered, um, and, and that's that's the main and most important takeaway. Um, from this is that I need to value our company. And that's, that's the most important, really, that, that's the truly most important part of this is that when I give stuff away, I devalue our service. I devalue my employees. I devalue the team. I devalue my wife's contributions. I devalue my accountant's contributions, my contractor's contributions, my contributions, my employees, everyone um, at my company, our company value goes down right because i don't value it and i am the the i'm the ceo i am the leader of this company i have to value this stuff and um and when other people when there are plenty of customers out there who are happy to agree to our service offerings as is it's just not okay for me to start giving it away just cuz somebody didn't want to sign up unless they got what they wanted right and 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 honestly the the other thing too is the rationale for them was this is what our last pool guy would was offering well you were firing your last pool guy because you weren't happy with them. So why am I, like, first of all, why are you trying to model, make me model your last pool guy? But more importantly, why would I model somebody who's getting fired, right? It's the same thing when people try to negotiate with me on price and by saying that their last pool guy that they just spent the better part of the last 30 minutes during our quote, bad mouthing, only charge them X dollars. Well, if they only charge you X dollars and you weren't happy, wouldn't you rather now pay more dollars or whatever our price is to get someone new? Because you clearly are not happy with them. So why would I do what they're doing? Why would I try to model what somebody who's failed you is doing? So Um, that's kind of the biggest takeaway is that I really need to start, you know, we're just past, we're so far past the point where I can just give stuff away for free because it's just me. Uh, I have an employee and I'm looking for another one right? I I have payroll to make now. I don't, it's not free anymore. It's not free time that I can just donate anymore. Um, right. So, so, um, I have to charge for everything that we do. Um, you know, I'm even starting to debate whether or not I want to offer free service calls for our full service customers. We don't offer it for any of the other tiers and we have three other tiers, right? So You know, why, and and, and the reason why is because that takes time and eventually it won't be me going out to do those service calls. My current technician can do probably 45% of the average, the average kind of quote unquote repair that I have to do, the little repairs that I have to do. He can probably do 45% of them. So if I wanted to, um, I have somebody who knows how to do stuff and I could just send him out there, but I can't do it if it's for free right i have to pay my employee um who knows these who has these skills and so that's kind of the the dilemma that i found myself in and it and it really kind of came to a uh, uh, you know everything kind of came to a head when i found when i realized the mistake that i made for promising something that i shouldn't have um i'm going to kind of wrap up what happened but first i've got to go fix something i've got to go do a repair right now um but i will be right back okay so um that was the mistake uh so i just fixed a a filter that i installed yesterday uh, with our contractor a little leaky leaky issue found that sweet spot tightened it down but now i can get back to the the mistake so that was the mistake the the mistake i have been making and it's just it's honestly it's a habitual mistake for me it's something that i uh, i would love to be able to tell you that you know i I only have to learn one time, you know? Like, I only make one mistake, and then I never make that mistake again. Actually, one moment. Okay, sorry about that. That was pretty cool. I had to stop because I saw my uh, my family, uh, my, my son's in swim lessons, and I just happened to be on this road at the time of their swim lessons. I had to stop and say hi. So I totally lost my train of thought. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, th- this is definitely, um, I'd love to say... That I learn quick. I'm um, a quick study, and I am for uh, you know some stuff. But there's also some things that I just struggle with, and I don't know why. And I'm doing my best to learn why and fix it. But um, one of the things that I struggle with is not valuing myself, not valuing my you know the the service that I offer, and and just basically giving things away for free, and sort of uh, continuously bowing down to the almighty customer. When in reality the the almighty customer probably doesn't even care uh, about some of these things right so like uh, the reality is is they they probably not even thinking twice like it's the offering that you give them and they're like okay that's the that's what the package is they're either interested or they're not they're not they're not trying to be like hmm, but you should really earn my business you know like some of them are but those are really not the customers you want anyway and um, and i'm not saying about th- this about th- this uh, th- these customers like this particular person uh, one moment Okay, sorry about that. I just got a, a customer call um, or a uh, a lead call that I had to uh, take. Um, so yeah, so the the this the thing that I struggle with is I just. I just want to grow so bad. I want this to be so successful. I've had so many failures in the past that um, I just kind of find myself bending over backwards for things that I really shouldn't. Um, at, at, definitely not at this scale. I mean, in the beginning, it's kind of like, well, you just, you got to do whatever you have to do to get things going. Um, but I'm, I'm just at that point, it's... I'm past that point, right? So, yes, there are things that I still have to do that I don't necessarily think are very good in the long term to do, uh, but just to kind of keep things moving in the right direction. I still, from time to time, drain a green pool. I try not to. Um, you know, in the very beginning of the season, I was planning on doing a, a lot of them, but really the liability bothers me. It's, it's dangerous to do. Um, the other thing, you know, and, and, and like pools that are just absolute disasters, like I still do them. I still do disaster cleanups, but uh, to get new customers, I still have to do that. But in the future, it really does not pay to do, or it does and it doesn't, right? Why did the pool become a disaster in the first place? If it's a, if it's, it's a disaster in April, is because they fired their pool person for the, for the winter and because they didn't wanna pay for pool service. And then now they're gonna have to pay, you know, a thousand bucks to get it back. You know, in some ways I think, and I hope that the customers that I pick up in that time, uh, understand that, Hey, instead of doing that, why don't you just continue to pay, you know, our, our fee or drop down to a lower tier plan throughout the winter and then start back up on your regular, you know, higher, higher end plan. Uh, that way you don't have to have a pool that goes, goes, you know, turns into a swamp, uh, when you're ready to start using it. Um, but So I still do things like that that I don't like doing, but it's not necessarily like we turn a profit on those for sure. They're very, very profitable. Um, It just takes a lot of time. And what more importantly, it usually is, um, you know, because the person either dropped and, and doesn't like having pool service during the winter because they don't think they don't need it. And when in reality, if you live in California, if you live in Sacramento, you need pool service year round or you need to take care of your pool yourself. But your pool will go green in the winter here because it doesn't snow here. Um, it's not that cold, uh, but um, but the the other thing. Um, so so we do. I still do things, but I do, what I don't need to be doing anymore is giving away things for free, bending our rules, offering things that are not on the menu, uh, because those things don't scale up with the business. Those things will not uh, work when I have five hundred customers, and you know whatever that would be five six trucks in, out in the field. Uh, doing those, you know, doing those pools, servicing those pools like that, like I can't keep one track of one off things at that level. And um, those are things that are bad. And it also it makes us cheap. It cheapens our our service, right? It it it, may, it gives the impression that the customer can kind of, I don't want to say bully, because again, this this particular customer did not try to bully me into anything. They just sort of said, "This is what they want, and can I do it?" And I said, "Yes," right? Not thinking, um, but it does give this perspective that we're more flexible than we are, and you know, it kind of sets the 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 wrong. Here's the other thing it does is it sets the wrong precedent that you, the homeowner. You know what's best for the pool more so than your professional pool service provider and the reality is is I do have some customers who know more about their pool than I do that does happen and I admit it immediately when I recognize it I know what I'm dealing with and so I just say I first of all I never say I know something that I don't Um, so that helps but I admit immediately if I'm like you know what I don't know Uh, and I think you probably do you know or whatever Um, but 99 times out of 100, my customers do not know as much about their pool as I do. They do not know as much about pools in general as I do because they don't care. They don't want to. They just want to swim, man. That's all they want to do, right? So um, when when you offer things or when you have a set list of offerings that are specifically designed with the best interest of the pool owner and the pool itself, uh, in mind, when we build our packages, uh, you know, for example, when we have chemical only, there are some guys who literally splash chemicals into the pool and don't do anything else and they leave. We put chemical, chemicals into the pool and we leave, but before we leave, we turn on the equipment so the water starts circulating, right? So we do things right. And um, what, I, what, what happens when somebody says, well, I think this needs to happen as well. Can you do that? Um, What you're basically telling the customer is you know better than I do. And it, it just sets this weird precedent of them not really knowing if you know what you're doing and when in the reality is they don't need to worry about that at all. Um, what they need to worry about is is basically enjoying their pool. And then when I tell them they need to do something like fix their, uh, you know, we need to fix the belts in your, you know, pool sweep, right? They broke and I need to fix them. They need to know that I'm not, I'm not breaking things. I'm not doing things on purpose. I'm just trying to fix their pool so that I can continue to get in and out of the pool in an efficient manner. Uh, and my guys can get in and out of the pool in an efficient manner, right? So, um, yeah, it's just a it's a really bad habit that I, I have taken strides to fix. Now, that being said, I have done, you know, to pat myself on the back and not just like chew myself out all the way and, and give myself some credit. I have made very big improvements. You know, when I first started, our pricing was awful because it was it was modeled off of another uh, company here uh, that is, they're just cheap. They're cheap service. They, they sell themselves as cheap service. They say that, you know, all over their website, they have things like cheap and affordable and, and, and you know, price sensitive and, you know, as, as close to cost as possible and things like that are all over the website. And so people eat it up because people want the cheapest stuff possible, but we aren't, and I don't want to be uh, that. And so I have fixed my pricing. We are sort of in the middle, but probably on the higher side of the, of the metal, middle of the market, right? There's definitely guys out there charging way more than me. Um, but, you know, those guys usually have been in the industry for like 20 years. Not to say that, like, that means I can't charge that. It just means that they've figured it out and and, and um, have grown grown to the point where that's just their rate. And I'm just not there yet. But we will be. And I, and I do try to price things um, to be more premier, for more, um, you know, prestigious uh, and, and more, you know, just... Basically, our, our marketing copy, everything is sort of centered around when you hire us, you are hiring a high, high quality company. That's what we do. We do a very, very good job, and our rates reflect that. Right? Um, that's just the way I approach it. And so, you know, I've done better about pricing that. I've done better about not giving things for free. I've done better about you know actually paying myself when I do repairs, even the small stuff. I, I like we we I used to do. I literally used to lose money on repairs because I would literally just charge them for the part. I didn't factor in my time at all. And more importantly, I didn't factor in my gas. And so sometimes I would be replacing a pump lid O-ring, right? Which is a $10 product. um, And I, you know, would go drive out from one area of town all the way out to my distributor which is usually anywhere from 10 to 15 miles away. So I would drive 15 miles away, pick up this $10 item, uh, which, you know, obviously, we're talking about an hour and a half to two hours, and I would come back and I would put this pump lid pump O-ring on, you know, any given customer's pool uh, that needed this kind, of stu- this kind of repair, right? And, oh! Come on, man. Like, you've got to be more cognizant of, uh, of where you are on the road. Truck talk! God, man, I... If somebody listens to this regularly, feel free to start tallying up. Uh, Anytime I say truck talk like that, it's basically me saying, I just saw someone do something real dumb on the road. And when you drive as much as me, uh, you pretty much see it every day. Um, So anyway, but yeah, so I would drive, you know, 45 minutes to an... uh, Maybe 45 minutes to uh out to get the product I would spend about 30 minutes grabbing the product and talking to the to the staff there and you know just you know shopping for that thing and grabbing whatever else I need for for my trucks or whatever and then I would drive 45 minutes back and then I would have to actually install that that new o-ring which is not doesn't take a lot of time but it's you know we're in and out like at, like altogether we're talking about 2 hours of work and I would charge them 10 bucks right like not no You can't do that. Like, I can't be doing that. So now, you know, I'm better about it. Um, I still, well, I mean, let's be real. I keep O-rings on my truck for that reason. So I still charge people like 10 to 15 bucks for O-rings, depending on the pump and what what it is. I mean, in some pumps, the O-rings are actually like 30 bucks and there's no way around it. Um, But, you know, I I still do that. I still do things like that, um, that I try to get better about. I am getting better, but it's just one of those things for me. It's a mental shift that it's not going to be like a light switch for me it's going to be gradually slowly but surely chip away at whatever is inside of me that makes me feel like i have to give people um, a discount and one of the things that i've been learning um to kind of say to myself and it sounds silly like i've never really been one of those like um affirmation guys like wake up and say it's gonna be a great day in the mirror and you're a stud and you're gonna be great like i've never really done that like you know i i I just kind of find that stuff pretty hokey and i never i never get away from feeling silly when i do it and i know people swear by it i just it doesn't it's just not for me um at least i'm not knocking it i've tried it that's the thing i've tried it and it didn't really work and maybe i have to try it for like months on end but like i just end up feeling really silly and I know people in my house can hear it, (laughs) and it's just weird. Um, So I'm not one of those people, but one thing I am telling myself um, is that uh, my customers' pool problems are not my problems. It is not my pool. I don't own this pool. It's not my problem. I did not cause the problem. And when I cause a problem, by the way, if I am the one who causes the problem, I will be the first to tell you, and I will be the first to fix it at my cost, or or for free if it's a really bad problem and it's it's something that I did right. So like I will not charge people for a, a problem that I saw I caused but there I very rarely do that right i very rarely cause the problem this is just a pool and things on pools break pools are expensive you know one of the things that i've 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 ended up saying not i don't know if i've ever said this to a customer i think i have but it wasn't like to them it was kind of to other people sort of thing i was we were just sort of talking about stuff but like when have you ever gone to Google and and seen and typed in stuff about pools and owning a pool and have you ever seen anyone say boy I love how inexpensive it is to have a pool no one says that because it's not. It's a very expensive thing to have in your backyard. It's a very, very expensive investment in your backyard. And it's not me gouging. It's not pool professionals gouging people. It's just this stuff is expensive and things break a lot. It's a it's a piece of a, you have you have an equipment pad that runs every day for multiple hours a day in the hot baking sun, in the cold winter, in the rain, in the snow in some places, in, during fire season. All year round, this stuff is running. All year round, every single day. Your stuff runs, and if you have an automatic pool sweep, which all of our pools do because we require it, you know, all year round, uh, this stuff runs right. Like we're we're talking about stuff that is running every single day of every single week of every single month of every single year. You know, this stuff, your stuff's gonna break, and that's not my fault. My your pool breaks, and that's your problem. I'm the guy who's who you have hired to solve that problem, and I've been telling myself this a lot more recently kind of like an affirmation because it is something that I have to like be cognizant of and that's, that's kind of um, my biggest takeaway is that I, it, it's not my fault. I'm here to solve your problem, and you're here to pay me, and and, and you will pay me for it. Um, otherwise, I'm not going to solve your problem. I know how to solve your problem, and that's another thing. I it's like, in a little ways, I feel like I know how to solve these problems. And I know how easy it is for me, but I got to remember, it took me a lot of sleepless nights. It took me high pressure, big like big amounts of stress, weekends of working, you know, days and like twelve hour days, and just grinding myself into a like into a, a pudding like are just like busting my ass to learn how to do these so yes there's stuff that I can do like with my eyes closed that a regular homeowner would struggle very hard to do uh, and, and that's exactly the and that's exactly the reason it would take me five minutes to fix some things but yes you're gonna have to pay me 60 bucks to do it because that's because with the cost of the uh, of the, of the uh, thing that whatever it is, for example, swapping out a pressure gauge uh, assembly on, on a on a pool filter, right? Like, I can do that with my eyes closed. But it would probably take the homeowner some YouTubing and some trial. And, like, they might not get it right. And they might not use Teflon tape. And then it leaks. And then they have to figure out how it leaks. And maybe they, whatever. And they put it uh, facing the sun. So then the thing, like, wears out faster. Like, you know, those types of things I know how to do with my eyes closed. So, yeah, you're going to have to pay me to do it. That That's a thing. Like, it's your pool. Like, it's your problem that I am solving for you, that I get paid to do. And I I don't know, I I don't know how else to say it uh, other than like, I just struggle with it and I'm getting better at it. But this was a, this was another situation that I kind of got myself into anyway. So yeah, so I I cleaned that filter um, last week and I said, you know what, I'm going to do this, this other one. I'm going to do it on the house because I said that I would. Um, but from here on out, you'll get one more filter clean on your main tank, and every other filter clean you want me to do is going to have to be $35, because that's the price it costs uh, for extra filter cleans for everyone else, right? Everyone else in my business pays that extra price. Why am I giving this brand new customer? That's the other thing. Why would I give this brand new customer? I don't know you. I don't know if you're going to be a good payer, bad payer. I don't know if you're going to be a headache, not headache. I don't know anything about you, and you don't know anything about me. Why would I give you stuff for free when I have plenty of paying customers who pay me for this stuff? Like, it it's not fair to my other customers. That's the other thing. Making these one-off uh, agreements with 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 um, with with new customers that are unproven basically—it's it's unfair to my other customers who pay me fairly, right? Like, why? Um, now you could argue like every deal is different, and every deal you make with every individual like is different, but it shouldn't be, right? It should be the same across the board. The service that I offer is the service that I offer, and I'm part of for the noise. We're going through a, a pretty uh, rough stretch of road here. So I I let him know and they said, well, they're going to, you know, he said, well, we're going to have to think about this. And he was very upset. I could tell he was very uh, not happy with it. And I know that they're pretty um, kind of stern individuals and they're very... You know, business. uh, This is basically business. We don't want a personal relationship with our pool guy. This is business. You either do the job or you don't kind of people. And that's okay. Like, I understand. And um, so anyway, I showed up today to do the service, and they offered me a check. I tried to politely refuse, and they insisted. And so they paid me, and then they paid me before I even did the work. And I I tried to say, you can pay me after the job is done. And they said, no, we're not coming back outside, which normally they were out back outside, and they always talk to me, Um, well, kind of talk to me, but... um, you know, uh, and so uh, they, they insisted to pay me. And I think, you know, at first I was like, okay, problem solved. But I, the more I think about it, the more I, um, sorry about that, um, you know, the more I think about the situation, the more I'm realizing what's probably going to happen is they decided to insist on paying me for that work. Not because they think what I said was fair, and not because they are are willing to just sort of understand that I messed up and um, move forward with this new agreement, but probably because they're going to fire me at the end of the month. That's probably why they they want to be square, basically. And okay, you know, if that happens, I don't, and I don't know. They didn't say they would, but I, I got, I got, you know, I read between the lines. I, you know, I, I, I got the the heebie-jeebies and, you know, I can, I can just sort of sense that they're, they are trying to square up everything on their end so that they don't feel bad about letting me go. And just like, Hey, we, we had an agreement. I understand that it's not right for you anymore, but you know, that means that we're not, you know, you're not really right pool guy for me. And if that happens, like, okay, you know, that's fair. Like at the very least, I'm proud of the way that I handled it. I'm, I'm happy with myself for um, correcting the error. You know, and, and it's and oftentimes you know you think when you, when you're running a business, you're correcting errors that you know, kind of for the customer. You know you're 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 a lot of times i find myself like i said giving stuff away for free or doing things for free to correct mistakes that we've made and that's that's what you think you're going to normally have to factor in um, but this error was an error on my part i was an error that i made but it was it was a negatively affecting my business and i have to remember that that's who i am working for i work for my company right and I don't work for our customers I mean I do but like my job as the leader of the business is to work for my company and I made a mistake that put my company in a bad position not me personally not my employees personally the company and I needed to correct that so I corrected that and I'm proud that I did it I'm proud that I admitted that I'm wrong I'm also proud that I apologized I'm I apologize because I was wrong I did misunderstand the scope of work I did that happened it was a mistake I made a mistake can you really fault me I mean yes you can but like I admitted it and I I had to correct it and I corrected it and if you don't feel like that might you know if you if you feel that you know with my the correction that I made um is basically makes it so that I'm no longer our our company is no longer the ones that you want to service your pool then okay that means that we shouldn't have done your pool in the first place. And, you know, hey, we made a little bit of money. It's not great. I don't, I wish we didn't have to end on this, on this note. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, that's what happened. Mistakes happen. When you're building a business, it's like making an omelet. You gotta crack a couple eggs to make an omelet, right? And, um, yeah, so I'm not, Uh, I'm kind of just sharing this mistake. Honestly, I'm not beating myself up on this at all. Like, I I really actually am very proud of myself. And I'm not trying to, like, sit here and, like, I hope this isn't coming across as arrogant. I I just am. I'm proud of myself because this is something I struggle with. And if this had happened, let's say, this time last year, you know what I would have done? I would have just stomached the fact that I was going to lose money for an entire year on this this account. And I would have just done it and um, and then what would have happened at the end of the year is I wouldn't have been able to tra- change um, change the arrangement. They wouldn't be open to it because then I, I effectively said, well, I messed up, but I'll just I'll just do your pool basically for free. Like I will I will lose money, but it's it's my mistake. That's my fault. So I will lose money for a whole year for you. And you know what would have happened when I would have like had to readjust this time this year and and say that hey you know moving forward we're only going to be able to do two filter cleans uh, a year. Every other filter clean after that you're going to have to pay for. Um, you know, they would have they would have said no because at that point I would have trained them that they they are right and I am wrong, right? And so that's that's the lesson that I learned. Those are sort of my, my big takeaways. Um, and uh, and here's the thing: I learn stuff like this every day. You know, like um, and, and to varying degrees of severity, uh, to varying degrees of of, of, of uh, impact on the company, to varying degrees of a ton of stuff, right? Like, but I learn this is you know accepting that you're wrong, accepting that, um, you mess, you're the one who messed up and learn and, and trying to internalize that and take away, um, uh, you know walk away with takeaways that you can learn from and grow from and, and be better uh, about like that's the name of the game baby that's the whole like kit and caboodle if you want to be a business owner you, you better be ready to be wrong a lot I'm wrong every day multiple times a day and I'm admitting that I'm wrong every day multiple times a day um, and, and learning from it and you know what I get better every day Every single day that I'm out here operating, I get a little better. I get a little bit better at business. I learn a little thing here. I learn a little thing there. And and just every single day that I work, I just get a little bit better and eventually I'm just gonna be really goddamn good. I mean, from a, from a business side of things, I'm already like a 1000% the businessman that I was this time last year, right? And, and, and it's because I learn a little something every single day and so, yeah, it's a great thing, but it's a, it's a painful thing. It's not fun being wrong all the time. I'm wrong all the time. Like, who wants to be wrong all the time? But it, it, it's really good because at the, you know, what, what happens after you do it enough is you you learn a little bit and you get a little tiny improvement, right? A microscopic little improvement for that day or those two days or that week. And you're like, cool, I know how to do that. I guess that's good. But then you look back a year uh, after a year of doing that all the time, and it's pretty cool to see how far you've come, how much you've improved. I'm a different person than when I was when I first started this. A completely different person. Um, I'm so much more self-aware than I've ever been, um, and I and I and I'm so self-aware that I know that I probably don't know shit about most things, right? Like I and and uh, and I have so much more to learn. Uh, but I'm but just looking back to where I was a year ago, I'm such a better person than what I was a year ago. Um, I'm not a perfect person by any means, but I'm just, I, I grow and I get stronger and I get better and I get more compassionate. And I get more empathy. I get more self-awareness. I get more so many things. I, I learn better. About, I, I learn about you know situations and I don't make mistakes more than once for most things, but you know, like everyone else, I have struggles with some, with some things. I, you know, I'm not a perfect person by any means, but I am improving and I, improve, I, I attribute to improving as rapidly as I do, uh, to being in business for myself, because the only one you can truly blame is yourself in business. And the only way you can fix problems is if you change, um, cause you can't change the world. You can't change people. I can't change people who don't want our services that we offer as is. I can't change their mind. They either want or they don't. And uh we'll see at the end of the month if they do. I doubt it. Um my guess is they're they're squared up. They they're squaring up with me all all so they, they feel okay with letting us go. And that's okay. If that happens, it's one less pull for me to do right now, because I can't find an employee. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, that's my mistake. What would you have done in my situation if you were in that in that boat where you made a promise you realized after the fact you definitely can't keep? What would you have done? Uh, let me know. Feel free to reach out. Um, but uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, if you don't mind, uh, leave, leave a follow or or a rating or review if you're on Apple Podcasts. You know a- any kind of engagement that you have on whatever platform you're on really helps me out. Um, again, I'm not. I'm not looking to make money off of this. This is just sort of me having fun, building a cool little project where I document the journey of what it's like to really own a business and really uh, try to build this thing the way that I, I, I see it uh, going. So um, thanks again for tuning in. And until the next one, have a good rest of your day. Bye.